0: Welcome back again to another episode of Everybody Loves Bliss. I am Bliss, and in the virtual studio with me again is my co-host, Ross Cooper. Say hey, Ross.
1: Yeah, yay! What's up, everybody?
0: <laughs> okay, let's get to it. Um, our last episode, we promised we were going to come back and talk about the debates. <laughs> um, I, I mean... <laughs> where do we begin? I mean, it was just a shit show. Like I I said, it would be, um, full of antics, um, and bad behavior. Um, yeah, I mean, there was, I, I, I'll ask you this, knowing what your answer is. Was there a winner?
1: Uh, everybody who's thinking about third party definitely won, but between the two people on stage, I don't think Biden won as much as I think Trump lost.
0: Huh. Okay. So, uh, uh, Trump, so so obviously you're declaring a winner if you say, explain what you're saying.
1: Well, here's the thing. So, <laughs> so it, it's, it's a little bit of nuance here. It's just a matter of, Biden didn't win decisively, which to me was- Not at all. Which to me was rather disappointing given the easy ammo you had of his tax returns being fresh in everybody's mind. Like this was an easy layup and you blew it. But Trump Would that have been enough for when? Let me
0: let me let me interrupt you there. Even if he had come power packed with that information, would that have been enough with all of the things on the table? Yes for
1: him to come with nah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You bury him right there. Yeah. There are people struggling, making working three jobs who pay more income tax than this guy. And then you factor in the fact that he's, what, something around in excess of $400 million in debt. As I read, you if this dude, he's the president, and because of his personal debt, he could not get security clearance right now if he tried.
0: Okay, here's the problem. Did you watch that little bit of the debate where that actually came up? Did you actually watch Trump's response to that?
1: I didn't. I, I watched. I oh. was watching, and oh. I freaking fell asleep, man. Oh, okay. Well, let
0: me help you out here, because first of all, that wouldn't have been enough. It just wouldn't have been. And <sighs> here's what Trump's response was that was to that. Well, Biden, you criticize me for how I handled my taxes, but you helped set up the tax codes that allow my companies to do what I do.
1: Ooh. 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 Good counter. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Damn.
0: So that's a damn. flat line right there.
1: <laughs> oh, that's. See, yeah. See what I told you. See what I told you. I said I do not know. Sometimes if this dude Trump is an idiot savant or an accidental genius or a little bit of both, and that was a bit of accidental genius. That was the perfect counterpunch. I,
0: well, yeah. And here is here is what was surprising. There were two things that were surprising for me. Um, I'm I was surprised. By the fact that Trump was as prepared with actual information. Now, keep in mind, he did what he normally does. He was rude. He kept interrupting. He kept over over talking and he kept um, he kept deflating kind of kind of not deflating, but deflecting, excuse me, to other subjects. So he kept doing that, but he, there were some places where he was right on top and Biden should have been able to come back with a counterpunch and he couldn't. And let me tell you these areas and I'm going to give also Biden his, his fair, his, his just due as well. But the, the, the comment that Biden came up with with Trump to Trump was that Trump wasn't smart. Now, you know, Trump has performed, like you said, like an idiot and and, and you say possibly an idiot savant, but I'm going to say he's just seemed completely idiotic in terms of commentary in the past. I mean, that that flub he did with, you know, drinking bleach. I mean, there's been so many just that's just one of the ones I could think of off the top of my head. So just of the many. But when Biden questioned his smarts, do you know that he was able to come back and speak to Biden's record as a college student, stating that Biden graduated somewhere at the bottom of his class? Do you know Biden had no response for that?
1: <laughs> Ooh, got
0: okay, so he was way more prepared with actual information. And the only reason why I'm going to say it's factual is that in the days that have followed, none of the Biden team has been able to, in any way, shape, or form, to discount or debate those those points. So uh, yeah, the other thing that Trump kept repeating and kept saying of Biden is that I've been a politician for three and a half years. You've been a politician for 47 years and I've done more than you have to help folks. Now, I mean, there is nothing that Biden could pull out of his hat as a politician, any specific grand policy, any great legislation that he could point to that he was he 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 was responsible for
1: Obamacare. Now
0: I'm not defending. I'm not defending either side. It is what it freaking is. Now here's what Biden did that I found amusing, and that people, some people, found offensive. I like the fact that Biden wasn't a punk, and that Biden, whenever Trump went on his his rampage, he stayed focused enough to still try to speak to the camera and speak to the American people. He did a great job with that, but. You know, herein lies the problem. He could not counter some of Trump's points. Now, what he did do was call Trump a clown, and he did tell him to shut up. Now, I personally found those antics humorous. But from the standpoint of Democrats taking the freaking high road, when they go low, we go high, he totally went against what is supposedly their methodology of moving forward or how they they handled the elections. They're high ground well, they were low ground. So, I mean, you know <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you that was not that was that that was just not a win, like you said, for either one, but i'm I was surprised by some of the things I saw. I' was surprised that Trump being as prepared with information, and that, you know, Biden, he really was on his game in terms of trying to stay focused in terms of going after Trump in terms of, you know, just meeting him where he was, because Trump is low, he's, he's, he's lowbrow. So you're not gonna, you, you can't come to a fight with Trump trying to act like a gentleman. I don't think that that's ever going to work. You're not going to reason with Trump. So I didn't find the clown, comment of so offensive. I think in a different situation with a different person, maybe. And I didn't find it offensive that he told Trump to shut up because Trump was, was particularly savage in the way that he was going after Biden. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the American people got nothing out of that. You got nothing out of that. And I think that if for the undecided, You're still undecided. Now, we're going to go into something that you said earlier. But if you're undecided, here's what the CNN polls are saying. That 57% of the folks who were undecided are still undecided. 11% are supporting Trump. And I think it was 27% that now align with Biden. (sighs) I don't. Now, what was that say? I want, I, I want you, before we go further, you made some statement off, off the air that I want you to repeat, and I want you to explain that because I totally disagree. <laughs> you said
1: I, said you, I, undecided. I said if you're undecided, you're white. There's no way you can be black and undecided. Man. There's no way you can be black and undecided at this point. How do you, how do you figure that? We, we, we just, if, if, if nothing else happened, before last night, if you were black mm-hmm. and just showed up—I mean, not last night uh, for debates—if you didn't pay attention to anything at all before the debates and you just watched the debates, you just saw the air quotes leader of the free world unable to denounce white supremacy in front of everyone. If that's not alarming, unable?
0: Routine, did you say unable to denounce? Unable. Or now, what,
1: what now, do you mean, unable? Now for, for now, you know, in my in my world, I'm, I'm wait, no, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. What is what do you mean unable to denounce? He he's very capable of doing it if he wants to. I don't I don't think that's the issue. You mean
1: unwilling? Yeah. I mean I believe unwilling, but I was trying to get a benefit there. But on the spot, right there, no wiggle room, tell us all you don't rock with white supremacy and you couldn't and or didn't do it. If I'm black, that's all I need to see. That was all. That was all you would need to say. Oh yeah, because you so, have. So you
0: vote for Biden now? I'm uh, not voting. you won one of those clowns. <laughs> that part hasn't changed. Okay, you're you're
1: still you're still
0: no pony in the race. Okay.
1: Oh no, not no, not no. But I'm like, okay, you know, it's just a matter of like we talked about. You have a case where if he wins again, he essentially becomes an unchained dog there's nothing to lose there's no campaign trail to be on this is it he's already shown a disregard a blatant disregard for anything that resembled rules when he feels like it okay so now you, ha- you have you had nothing to lose you tried to impeach him and you failed I doubt that's gonna come back again so you want to give this guy with nothing to lose and, and and displayed the unwillingness to denounce white supremacy another go at it? Come on now. Like you're if to me, if you're black, your decision should be hmm, Biden, third party. Biden, third party. Under no circumstances should Trump be a consideration. None. None. Okay.
0: Okay. And 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 for me, it would be neither. It's still neither at this point. Because here here's 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 there's two things about um what happened. Um so you have the conversation that came up about black people and basically the plan for black america to me that conversation was 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 too short um and didn't unfold in the way that i wanted it to but that's not surprising so here we go so when the conversation came up, and I'm paraphrasing, one of the things that Biden was excuse me Trump was able to go after Biden on is the language that he had used in the past about African Americans, basically not wanting them in the neighborhood. Because Biden basically said it. I'm 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 again I'm paraphrasing, and basically he didn't say what exactly what Hillary said in terms of we need to be brought to heel. But basically, basically that black people were savages and, you know, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are and what causes what causes um, the behavior, the deficit and the inequality. He understands that that exists, but he didn't care if that were the case when it's his mom or his wife or his family member. That's being victimized. So that was basically the Biden statement. And again, people, this isn't a recent statement. This is this was said some years ago. My problem with that is I've never heard Biden clearly apologize and denounce that statement, those state statements that he's made. So I don't see a difference. And this is me. And I know people are going dis- to disagree with me and be mad and whatever. I could care not. Um We all have our opinions. You all can turn my podcast off if you don't like it, but <laughs> I suggest you hear me out. I don't feel more comfortable with a, with a covert racist than I do with a blatant one, because That is what Biden said and Biden hasn't completely stepped away from those statements. So in my mind, what you do and what you say are both important. Keep in mind that Trump brought, and he brought this up himself, Biden has been a politician for 47 years. Trump has been a politician for three and a half years. And as racist as I believe Trump is. I do believe. I believe that there's a complexity to racism that Trump displays that I think that we we experience as black people dealing with white people most of the time. And again, I'm making very general statements that it is business. It is, and you got to deal from a business standpoint when you're dealing with, what can I get out of this person? What are they going to do? Because herein, keep in mind that while Biden was participating in legislation that was anti-Black, keep in mind that Trump contributed many millions, not maybe not millions, thousands at least of dollars, tens of thousands to Jesse Jackson's campaign when he ran for president. He also signed the legislation that has protected HBCUs. He's also signed the First Step Act. So all of that has happened. I can't, I can't, here's the thing. I can't ignore Biden's past and because it's negative and only look at what he's done in the present and then say, well, I'm going to ignore the positive that Donald Trump has done. And only look at his negative because of the because we got time we've got time to, um, uh, um, issues here. You got forty seven years compared to three and a half. So if I'm looking at within the time that they've both been in politics, if I've listened to what they say and watch what they've done, they're both crappy options for me as a black person. So it is like flipping the coin. Who am I going to risk it? All with. I again, I don't have a pony in the race because I can't, I cannot in good conscience go in or write in or check a box for either one of these two. But what you're saying about somebody who is on the fence, who's black, you don't think somebody who is looking at this simply from a logic standpoint, knowing you ain't got a friend in either one of them, but you are just looking at the words and the works. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get what you're saying. I don't see how it could still be confusing for that person who really feels the need to select one or the other. I don't feel that need. I feel like I need to show up as a voter and vote because there's so many other things to, that I need to consider in terms of voting. I got to think of local. Uh, legis the the uh, legislation, the executives and 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 county folks that I gotta vote, and city folks that I gotta consider for my local elections, and all of that other information. That's important for me. That's the stuff that 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 I'm gonna be bound to immediately. So I'm thinking about all that. But that being confused and black, you don't think that that's possible if you really examine. Like look at their, 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 their careers as politicians, the three and a half that you have with Trump versus the 40s. You don't really, you, you really think that there's not a possibility because that proud boys thing, that's what you're talking about. I mean, if you're just weighing it on that, who brought up the proud boys name? Okay. So Uh, in the context of the conversation, he was, Trump was hesitant again. You, you're right. He was hesitant to denounce white supremacy and white supremacists. And he was asked to do it. And he asked, he said, give me a name. Biden is the one who said Proud Boys. Correct. Correct. So the statement was stand, what is it? Stand back and stand by. Right. Now to me, I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I heard that. And I, for, I, 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 I paused for a minute because that sounded like a call to action or be ready for a call
1: to action. Okay. Now, when it was when it was explained, it's, it was more of a, no, what was really being explained was stand back and let law enforcement, you know, legal law enforcement do their job. Don't be out here in these streets one and all renegade and willy-nilly.
0: That's what the explanation was for that. I did not interpret it, interpret it as that, but considering all of the things and considering the candidates that you're dealing with, I mean, how do you, how do you know? How do you guess it? You know, how do you guess it? And here's the, yeah, here's the other, other stuff. Cause we're going to talk more about Proud Boys. You got one part of the Proud Boys group claiming they're not an, uh, uh, an, uh, a white supremacist organization. They, they have their, their, I don't know if he's the token, but they have a Afro Latino who spoke out, who's a part of the organization claiming they're not a white supremacist group because he's what the chairman and, and founder of the Florida chapter. Right. So now I can look at that. It was one of two ways. Okay. Here's an example of what we've talked about before, and how other POCs love their honorary, love to try to participate in honorary whiteness, and here we have this token Latino who's a part of an organization that's using him because they can push him out front anytime they're called white supremacists, and he's willing to go along because you know he's racist against other, he's he's prejudiced against blacks and and Jews and whomever, so and he's willing to take the bullshit. Of being a part of this organization and being the token for that or the organization just like many organizations has select groups of them who are white supremacists and some that are not i don't know because i've never i had never even heard of them before
1: me neither i I just came across this um came across this picture the feed i was going through um Guy by the name of Enrique Tarion, yeah, he's the that's the guy, a chairman of the Miami chapter, the Florida chapter, and sure enough, the caption I found is, well, you know, you still think this is a white supremacist group, and I guess because of his presence, it allegedly nullifies that notion, but 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 we know
0: that that doesn't mean anything, not at all, not at all, or it all. could, it, it it either doesn't or it, it's it could still mean that they're white supremacists, and he's just a token. So I, or, or he's, he's, it's white supremacist and he's not a token. He's using his, his, his proximity to whiteness because he's anti-black right. and anti-Jew and whatever proud boys are. Right. So, so I, I, it's, this is, this is still, so if I'm considering all this information, if I have all this information, if I've, if I've been thorough enough, cause I still want to choose a candidate and I'm looking at all this information and I'm black. So you're still telling me you would st- you still find it odd that I'd be undecided?
1: I kind of do, because if if all things were equal and in this situation it, for a presidential election, unless something really, really went left, they can't be equal. All things being equal. I am completely in line with your line in your way of thinking here. Let me see the hood. So I know what I'm dealing with. Let me see the hood. Let me get some old, good old fashioned Mississippi Ku Klux Klan racism. I know exactly what I'm dealing with. I'm from the Northeast. It's all- it's You mean crazy. the white hood? Yeah. You want to see the white hood? Okay. Yeah, so we let, 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 let me see with the white hood. Let me see the white sheet. Let me see the white sheet because I know what I'm dealing with. But um, in this- instance, So you want it blatant. Right. Okay. But in this instance, he gets reelected. He's an unchained dog. He has no, no new campaign, no nothing. This is it. I have no confidence he's not going to make things as hellish as possible. Whereas Biden, if elected, he has to keep re-election in the back of his mind. He, he You can't be an unchained dog. You got to worry about re-election.
0: So, okay. So I'm the black undecided. So I'm going to give you this. So, so knowing that Trump won without the black vote. Because the black vote did not put Trump in office, we are not responsible for his ass being there. Let's be clear. If the if the if the unchained dog has nothing to lose, why, in your opinion, the plan for Black America? Um, and why? And, and here's no. And here's a. And here's he's here's a part two of the question. Why the plan for Black America? And why does his plan address? the issues more directly for Black Americans versus Bidens. And let me explain to people what I mean by that. Biden's contract or proposed uh, contract. And let me me not do that because I don't want to confuse by using contract with what I've been talking about with Ice Cube for the past couple of episodes. So let me let me refrain from using that the plan, let's just say the plans for Black America. Why does Trump's plan more directly deal with the issues of Black Americans than the one Biden is proposing? And what I mean by that is that Biden's plan is laced with code words like minority and POC. And I'm going to explain this for the 100,000th time for people who don't get it. Minority turns into, it with politics, minority turns into white women, and POC turns into everything that's not white, meaning it doesn't specifically mean black people benefit. Now, again, Trump's plan is laced with it too, but not in the way that Biden's plan is. There are some very specific things that say black America, and it's specific to economics. So why is it that the 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 alleged wild dog, unchained dog, why do you, and I'm just asking for you for 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 you know the sake of let's let's put it out here on the table. What are we looking at? What in your opinion is the reason for the plan for black? Because he doesn't need. Keep in mind, he doesn't need you, Negroes, to vote for him. Let's be clear.
1: Right. Um. My so how do you right? answer that? I think it's a couple of reasons. One, in, in no particular order, um, that fifty-three percent of white women that voted for him back in uh four years ago, that number's gonna mm-hmm. go down. I believe that number's gonna go down. Oh, do you oh okay, wait, 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 wait.
0: So let me let me let me make sure I'm hearing what you're saying. So the white women who claimed that they wanted a female in the office who begged and pleaded and campaigned and lifted up every movement they could possibly lift up Mm -hmm. and got in the ear of every Black woman they could get into and had us come on board with, you know, Hillary and I'm with her and all of that movement they did for Hillary. You mean to tell me those same white women who wound up going to the polls and voting for white power, you mean to tell me that you trust now that they are not going to do that, especially with Trump putting in that particular, that nominee that he just placed in for Supreme Court judge. So you mean to tell me that they are not going to be impressed with that option and move towards voting for Trump in the same way they did before? You trust that, and tell me why. You're saying those numbers went down. You tell me why.
1: Because there's collective egg on their faces, because we've hammered that point home from that day to this one, that you're the reason for this. Everything this moron does, see that? See that? This is your fault. They don't want that egg in their face again. They don't want that egg. What egg on their face? Cause
0: what egg on their face? Everything what, is- What egg on their face? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Because I, I'm, we're going to break this down. Mm-hmm. What egg on their face? When have white women taken responsibility for that? They haven't. Okay, they haven't. They you there's they haven't. So if I'm not taking responsibility on something that I've done just like in years past, white women have gotten away with being just as racist as their white mates, but they've been able to hide behind the fact that the white male has been in power, so they've been able to play and pretend that they've been quietly liberal and quietly for equality. And yet now we see in the behavior all of these because we've got a new we've got a new term in the last four years that uh, Trump's been in, in office. We've got Karen. Actually, Karens has come about in the last two years, mm-hmm. so we've got Karens now, identifiable white women who are particularly racist and go after black people and harass um, black folks on the street, no matter what we're doing, because that was all blamed on white men before. So we've got Karens now. We know who they are. We got a term for them. So you mean the same white women who have been demonstratively more racist in the last couple of years you mean to tell me the, the ones who have not paid for their behavior, who got away with not voting for Hillary, doing the bait and switch, who are now turning into more aggressive uh, uh, um, antagonists against black people. You mean to tell me you think that those white women now are going to do a, a, a turnaround?
1: Well, I don't think I don't think it necessarily might be drastic. If 53 percent did, it might just go down to 50 percent. But I do not. That's think not enough. They, I just don't think they want the stain of when this is over said and done with because while they've not accepted responsibility nor blame, everyone else has been very, very resolute in making sure it is well known. You're all the reason for this. If but this who, crap, would, But you're who, all the reason for it. But I don't think they
0: who want that cares? Who? Why would they care if they're not held responsible? That's like saying the police are gonna suddenly act better because they the cameras on and everybody knows. You see any difference in the police behavior? No, they, we got cameras. We're recording. Is <laughs> defund the police? There's all. You see any difference in their behavior? Well, they're
1: just evil. But
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't simplify it and dismiss it as that because we're talking about a pattern of behavior that has gone unchallenged. So if we're talking about unchallenged behavior, behavior that has not been punished, and it's punishable behavior, but we're talking about it's gone unpunished. Why would you, and we've seen it get more aggressive. So why are you all of a sudden coming up with this idea that they're going to go into those voting booths and do the right thing. It has to, they have to have a personal reason. And I, unless you give me one, something that specifically interferes with their standard of living, their comfort, I don't believe what you're saying is accurate. And I don't know how you come up with that.
1: Um, I mean, based on those tangible metrics now, but I think, I think- no. I think so. I think for certain folks, like I said, I don't. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be a significant drop, but I think there's definitely he, going to be a loss there. I definitely and here's think he, a loss there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. i just say, I definitely think there's going to be some of a loss there if it goes from fifty-three to fifty-three, 53 to fifty. There's still three percent gone. I don't think he's going to get that. That still means fifty percent of them are still supporting Trump, and
0: I don't think that 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 you're going to see that. Here's the other thing that you have to consider, and that nobody is talking about: Biden elected. Or, excuse me, selected as his running mate, Kamala. If white women wouldn't vote for a white woman to be president, what makes you think they're gonna vote for this black woman? They Kamala's. wouldn't even support their own white candidate who they were, they came out and drove saying they were supporting who they wanted. If they wouldn't support Hillary, what makes you think they're gonna support Kamala? I don't even know. Here is the whole other thing. I don't really hear a lot of white women talking about Kamala in a way that is super supportive. Now I am not hearing negative speech against her, but the people that I am seeing that are gung ho about the 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 difference are it's about Biden, it's about getting rid of Trump. It it's really not. I am not seeing so much support specifically in terms of white women, white men either, for Kamala specifically.
1: But but rightfully, we shouldn't. I think one of the things that has gotten lost in all of this, and that's why I thought it was a really cute dog and pony show with Biden, the vice president ain't been important how long? Like, seriously, like, you're voting for president. And in the unlikely event that something's happened to the president, that's when the vice president really becomes important. But in the grand scheme of life, you're pretty much sitting the bench unless something happens and you get called into the game. So that's why I right. that personally was never like, ooh, you got Kamala Harris. Awesome. She'll be there doing nothing.
0: I, I, and here's a, and here's where I disagree with you again. There's been so much talk about Biden's ability to, you know, just about his ability to comprehend, okay. about his mental stamina, about his cognitive ability. There's been so much question so many questions about that i think that's another fear that he is not, he is not physically and mentally up to par to make it through the four years that has that has come up and even kamala has mistakenly quote unquote in several interviews talked about what would happen under the the uh, harris administration
1: uh, Freudian slip.
0: I don't know. Freudian slip.
1: Freudian slip. I mean, so, you know, she was a she was a presidential nominee. I mean, uh, she was running for president first, so I get it.
0: And she didn't make it.
1: Yeah, there's that.
0: So you got a lot of things to consider, like if you're on the fence. You got a lot to consider, especially if you're doing the work and you're doing the homework and you're doing the research. Now, if you're just sitting there on surface level, maybe the next, uh, you know, maybe the next debate will do it for you. Okay, well, but if you're, you're looking like, at this, win, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Because we can't just, both if, talk. If you're if you're Black, well, okay, you have... Trump's racist history. You have the fact that he can't denounce white he didn't denounce white president. you had a chance to. You have the fact that you're trying to push through the Supreme Court of justice, which is super ultra conservative.
0: none of these things serve
1: you. Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, oh. Let me let me let me give you this. Yes, yeah, she's super ultra conservative. And why does she come out with her family? She got two black kids. Oh, oh God. You don't think some of those those white liberals saw that and got softened with her two Haitian adopted kids.
1: No, they saw it as the propaganda. propaganda, Propagate is not the right word, but they saw that for what they saw through that. They had
0: to see. Well, I mean, it wasn't like she just adopted them. I mean, it wasn't like she's like, Oh, I'm going to get ready to be Supreme court nominee. Let me go get these. Let me go over to Haiti and grab up these two kids. But I mean, yeah, because you know how I, I'm not even going to get into how I feel about that. I, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, some people don't need to raise other people's children. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to leave it alone because somebody just I just made somebody mad. Uh, but
1: yeah, to, um, yeah. you don't. <laughs> what? I just say you just ticked off every Angelina Jolie fan in the universe. But Continue. <laughs> okay, okay, well, they'll live with it. Um
0: <laughs> you know, they'll live with it. They'll be able to sleep tonight <laughs> okay, well, again, I just think you underestimate how fickle the American public is. and I also in on the other hand, think you oversimplify that information as it was presented in in that debate. I think you owe, I think that depending on those two things the tax issue cuz once Trump made that statement about well y- you you helped write the tax laws. Yeah,
1: no come I mean
0: it's nothing. Right. That that was that that Biden was demolished on that point. Done. So now when we going back and forth about who's the most racist, I think, you know, you just said and you just said you wanted to see the hood. So if you think that Trump is more racist than Biden cuz he's more blatant, then you got to see the hood. You got what you asked for. Right. So you ain't got to guess.
1: Oh, oh. You ain't got
0: to wait for some policy that puts your black ass in jail or keeps you, or keeps you out of neighborhoods or un- cuz here's the other thing Here's the other thing that I'm gonna look at. How are we handling the police? So Trump is blatantly law and order. Law and order, law and order. But Biden. Oh, I see. Well, I don't wanna do de- I don't I don't wanna defund the police. And let me go on record. I don't know <laughs> that completely defunding the police makes sense. I do. But I don't I do. think that the problem I'm having with with both of these candidates, Biden included is that nobody is talking about holding the police accountable for their actions. I don't, listen, we need to change how we secure the American citizens. Meaning how are you, how do we ensure that when shit goes down, there's a safe, there's someone you can call that can help you who has the legal authority to do that in a way that's fair and equitable for everyone. I think you have to have something in place for that. But here's what I need right now. I need you to hold the police departments that you have now accountable for their actions. Nobody, nobody spoke to that. Nobody. Nobody is speaking to that. Because, yeah, you're going to have to make some changes in the way you police the societies, but in the meantime, all this corrupt shit that's going on and has gone, it cannot get a pass. We cannot continue to have this happen because, see, here's the here's the quickest way to police reform: if your ass goes to jail when you're caught on camera disobeying the law, you'd change police behavior. If you knew that you could never get a job as enough a, as as security or policing, or you can't join the military. Because, see, keep in mind, a lot of these people who work for your, the police departments, they ain't got no other skills. They ain't got no other skills. They can't do nothing else. So if you knew that you were going to lose your way of making a living because of your behavior, you change how you act. If you knew your pension, you've been on the force 20 years getting away with shit, but you finally got caught and you get no pension you change your behavior. So that's the kind of accountability we need. We need some accountability. We don't need to just change things. We need to make sure the stuff that's gone on and that's that that the, the stuff we've already caught, you got to pay for that stuff. If you got caught beating citizens, if you got caught illegally arresting or detaining, you've got to pay for that. Nobody's speaking to that.
1: Um while you were speaking, I was listening and I thought about something. I actually okay. do have some facts. Ha ha ha, okay. ha, ha. Oh here we go. Okay. Let me be quiet. Go ahead. I so, want to hear. Presumably, white women voted him in the same reason most people voted him in. They believed his spiel. Okay. So we're going to remove the race part from it and just run down a very quick list. And at the conclusion, these are the hardcore facts of why he will lose white women's votes. Okay, let's run it back real quick. Okay. Wall's not built. Mexico didn't pay for it. You didn't get rid of Obamacare. You didn't drain the swamp. Oh, by the way, there's 200,000 dead Americans because of this COVID-19 that you knew about, that has been documented you knew about. That right there. You have not only not done anything you promised, but on top of it all, there's a 200,000 dead American turd on top of these shit Sunday. <laughs> you don't get another vote because of those reasons. There you go.
0: Okay. So let me, let me be clear on what you're saying. So you're thinking, your thinking is that those statistics are enough to change white people's behavior or white women
1: specifically. I want to be clear. I, think, I honestly, both. I lean towards both. There's no wiggle room with those. Okay. There's no wiggle room there.
0: So you think that those things are significant enough to cause him to lose the election. So your prediction, even though you are you have already stated you don't have a pony in the race, you're not voting for either one of those, the two candidates, two major candidates. Right. You're saying that you believe based on that information that you just gave that trump is going to lose the
1: election oh yeah because there's there's no you know as you as you've seen as we've all seen he's real good at deflecting he's real good at shifting sidestepping the four things i just mentioned there is no sidestep to and then on top of all of this in the midst of this pandemic there's still no second stimulus people as you well know americans have very short memories and right now, that twelve hundred dollars looked like it was like a it was like ten years ago. So, okay. Oh yeah, with well those just again, you said you'd build the wall. And Mexico's going to pay for it. Everybody cheered. Didn't happen. You're going to get rid of Obamacare. Didn't happen. Are oh, you going to drain the swamp and get rid of the people like Biden that has been sitting here since you know forever, haven't done anything. Also, didn't happen. And you let two hundred thousand people die. Okay. There's no okay. wiggling out of that. There's no coming okay. out
0: of those. So that's your prediction based on that information, Trump loses the election and a significant number of white women change their vote. So absolutely. what's your significant number of white women you think are going to change their
1: vote? If we got I think I think he's going to lose. I think he's going to lose about a good 10%. If it was 53 okay. last time, it was going to be down to 43 or 40. Okay. These are you're on record. On record, absolutely. You're on record. Absolutely. You are on record.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it stand. Whatever, what you just said, I'm going to let it say, I'm not agreeing. I'm just really? going to let it stand. You have a right to your prediction. You're not. I, I just, I, I don't think that those things that you just said are enough. Looking at the America that I live in. Nope. I think logically it should make a major difference. Do I think it will? Mm, not the, at this point no you
1: no know, nope. like you made these promises you delivered i, money I money. hear you And two hundred thousand people died <clears throat> time to go i hear you i hear you
0: okay i think logically um yeah okay um, you know, okay, we, we, I think that there's, there's that, um, let me just say something else before we, we move on to a completely different topic. I want to go back to the Proud Boys for, for a second. Cause I, I just found some information really interesting about the Proud Boys. So the founder, so we talked about Enrique Terrio, who is a local chapter president. He's what is he, the chapter president, or he's the founder he's of the
1: in Florida, the Florida chapter, Florida.
0: Is. Okay. But the founder of the Proud Boys organization is the former co-founder. His name is um, Gavin McInnes. He is, if people want to know this, he is the former co-founder of Vice Media. Vice Media is a very popular pop culture, uh, digital media outlet. Um, Now, of course, they've come up with a statement very, very quickly on Wednesday saying he is completely, you know, not affiliated with the company. He's no longer with the company. He is the freaking co-founder and former CEO. So he may have stepped down. I, I, I And I didn't check, but don't be surprised if he's still on the board or he still has some access and control. That's all I'm going to say. A vice media that a lot of your kids listen to and go to for news and entertainment. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Vice me, just in case you didn't know. The other thing is, I thought was interesting. He is from a born in England and raised in Canada. So I don't even think he's an American (laughs) causing all this uproar. Here's some other facts about him: married to a woman who identifies as a Native American, and supposedly works on all of these Native American causes. Now you're Native American, and you're married to a man who has, at least we know specifically, if he's not just straight up racist, he has, he has, uh, he has demonstrated, demonstrated, Um it's late, y'all. I oh, you know, I forgot to tell y'all, I was drinking, when I was drinking tonight, I got coffee with a, just a little bit of uh, Irish Bailey's cream in it tonight so oh did I say that I gave them an advertisement I shouldn't have so I'm I am feeling this I'm both tired and awake at the same time but this man <laughs> this this Gavin McGuinness in 2017 did a song, some little ditty he put together called 10 Things I Hate About Jews." It's you—you you can Google. It's hard to find because I think it was recently pulled from YouTube. So it's interesting. So if I know that, there are a large majority of people in the Jewish community that know that. I just find it interesting that there isn't an uproar from the Jewish community that connects the anti-Semitism to Trump and is calling out the anti-Semitism the connection to Proud Boys, or at least calling out Proud Boys as being anti-Semitic, not just racist, but anti-Semitic. I'm surprised that I'm not seeing that. Um, And I haven't seen a lot of push about anti-Semitism for Vice. And what I'm getting to is that I just thought after we're just like a month and a half from the discussions on Nick Cannon, and his anti-Semitism. It's interesting who can be anti-Semitic and who can't. Um, this gentleman can do a whole song on 10 things I hate about Jews. And he's a proud and founding an organization that's questionable at, at the very least. Um, And, you know, vice isn't, you know, we're not talking about, um, you know, banning vice. You had, I don't remember. And if I'm wrong, y'all correct me. You know, I didn't see the Jewish community talking about, you know, you know, banning vice or, or any of that. And I'm surprised there isn't more discussion about anti-Semitism and the proud boys. I'm just very surprised by this kind of observation. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just pointing it out there because I think you should have information. I think as much information as you can have because a native American woman married to this man, that's also goes back to what I talked to and what we've talked about, about proximity to whiteness now I've seen the wife I don't have her name in front of me I can pull it but for all extents and purposes she can pass for a white woman so are you able to tolerate your husband's anti-semitism and possible racism because I couldn't pull anything he said specifically about black or other people of color so but can you tolerate it because of the proximity to race to white to whiteness you think that maybe? Maybe there's some truth to what I've been trying to tell folks for years about why POC is so different from blackness and, you know, power dynamics. Cause I'm giving you example upon example. Like if you listen to the podcast and you go back, we've been talking about this since pretty much the beginning of everybody loves bliss pre co-host Ross Cooper, but with Ross Cooper here with you here, we've been talking about it and it's interesting about dynamics and what people don't pay attention to and what they don't know. That's why we're here, to give you the information. But go ahead and say what you're going to say, because I just put it out there.
1: I was going to say, I, I think it's one of those things where when you're not Black, you have the luxury slash privilege of picking and choosing. Here's what I mean. Um, me personally, I could never date someone that was racist against anyone. But I think when you're not black, you can justify it in your mind. I could be – just taking a shot in the dark. I could be wrong. But you justify your mind is saying, well, I'm Native American. He just hates Jews. So he's not talking to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, well, I'm Italian. He just hates Asians. He's not talking to me. But sitting where we sit, black people sit, with our history in this country. No, no, no. You're not – I couldn't date you and you're anti-Semitic. I couldn't date you – and you don't like Latinos. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because it's a real short fence. If you have those kind of attitudes, I think it's a real short fence to, I really don't like black people either. I just like you. We're not going to do that. But I I think it's just, it's different when you're not black, because if you're not singling them out specifically, eh, I'm cool.
0: Well, I mean, and again, it just speaks to how POC is different from black Mm -hmm. and that, and this isn't, and I, and and I, and let let me just say this, this, because I don't have anything specific that I can point to that Gavin McGinnis, And again, he is the founder of the proud boys and co-founder of vice and ex uh, former, former CEO of vice media. So (laughs) I could not, point out anything specific. I didn't, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just don't have that information in front of me of anything that was anti-Black. But it is interesting that there is this 10 things I hate about Jews and your organization has come into question about being racist and yet you're married to a Native American, a woman who identifies herself as Native American. This also speaks to, and I'm I'm opening up too many cans of worms here, the whole idea of the $5 Native American. Because remember, Elizabeth Warren claimed she was Native American when she wanted to. So oh. I'm just going to leave that alone.
1: Oh. So what? 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 I forgot. About- Am I wrong? No, you're not. I totally for- I took. I did take it seriously. I totally forgot about that. Because we all focused, because no one focused on that part. Everyone focused on the fact that uh, Trump was calling her Pocahontas as an insult. So, that, it's, it's doing what? Was calling her Pocahontas for like ever. Oh, Pocahontas. So, we kind of forgot why he started doing that as wrong as it was. I totally forgot about that.
0: Look, it is what it is. We, we <laughs> I mean, you know, we 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 just I, I'm just giving the information. I just want I just want us to here, here. Here's my goal in in saying all this. Again, we a lot of us make decisions and come to determinations about people and ideas and organizations with very little information. We come with just what's fed to us from mainstream media. And it's depending on what their agenda is, you're getting bits and pieces. I just think it it does us all good to do some research, to really find out what's what and who's who. That's all. So I'm just giving you what's what and who's who. You can come to any determination you want to about it. But them there, that stuff I gave you, them there is the facts so far. So. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we've covered the debate like we promised that we would. Um, Lord, on another note, here we are. It's October 1st into 2nd while we're recording this because we always are in the we in the witching hours. So um, why are we not seeing more conversation about the furloughs that are going on in the uh, in the airline industry? Why are we not talking about the past the high probability of 35,000 people losing jobs? Some of it may be temporary, but some of it is going to be permanent. Why are we not talking about that? What am I missing? 35,000 people doesn't make make you nervous in one industry alone? The airline industry, which I let me just say this, I think the airline industry has taken advantage of bailouts. I do, cuz I don't know why 25 billion dollars would be necessary to keep the airline industry from furloughing. I think 25 billion? What what am I I don't get. I don't I, I'm not sure how that number makes sense. But what I do know is that our government needs to come together and do something. They need to do something in order to stop this from happening. 35,000 people. And let me give you a breakdown. And this is why I'm pulling this information um, from what's being reported. So you have American Airlines looking at furloughing 19,000 people. Envoy Airlines, which I said, airlines I'm not even familiar with. 1,000 people. United, about thirteen five. Then uh, there's another airline, a smaller one, talking about another thousand. So you're talking about roughly 35,000 people. So you had the CEO of Delta who's saying he's willing, and his name is Ed Bastian, he's willing to defer the furloughs until November 1st. And by deferring it, he's saving the jobs of 1,700 pilots. First of all, I didn't realize the airlines employed so many people. I, I just didn't realize there are so many people employed. By, and that's just a few air. But keep in mind, that's just a handful of airlines that I've named. That's not like, you know what I mean? That's a, that many people, 35,000. So what? what are we... What, what do people think is going to happen with 35,000 people? Do you do you think unemployment? I mean, they're doing a shitty job now of getting people paid. We are add another 35,000 to the roster in the next month.
1: What well, do people... Go ahead. I mean, it's 35,000 nationally. But if, if, there, if it's 35,000 in one place, yeah, it's going to be uh, problematic, at least from a administrative standpoint. But 35,000 people magically losing their jobs overall from the airline company like i think i told you i recently flew american they're not even social distance anymore um they're three in a row so i'm curious i'd have to see their balance sheets like are you hemorrhaging are you hemorrhaging financially at this point because i'm with you you need 25 billion for what especially if you're not even you know you're not even so like southwest is still doing empty middle seat but i know for a fact american isn't if folks are still flying what you're not flying enough? How do, please let me see a balance sheet I, to justify 25 billion. I I,
0: I say the same thing. Uh, I think that there's an industry that, and I, you know, someone correct me if correct us both if we're wrong, but I think this is an industry that's taking. That's really taking advantage because they always get a handsome payout anytime there's any kind of money that comes through like this. That that's that's fixing the economy. They seem to get packaged very well. So they're talking about needing another twenty five billion. Yeah, I I just I I think that the gravity of that. See, you said nationally. Well, it's national. Well, keep in mind what just what the American folks had to go through just to get that little extra 300 they're getting now on their unemployment. That's only for how many weeks? How many more weeks do they have on that? And then you're going to talk about adding, I don't care if it is nationally, another 35,000 people to the roster, some kind of way throughout the states. I think that you're, you're looking at some stuff that could be potentially... Yeah, seriously problematic and then when do like you, you know what do we, we so okay we we got what is that $1200 little stimulus money <laughs> what is that that's that's $4 a day. you were saying before it was it roughly was sick, six
1: but at this point it
0: you know. yeah, is $4 a day in, in the time that 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 we've had these closings for covid so what is the answer to this i mean when you look at that at states like Florida, opening everything back up on one hand, I think, how insane is that? And then on the next hand, it's like, well, who's going to pay for these people? What are we, we going to do for them if they can't get out and work and try to make a living and try to get to some normalcy? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer at this point. I really don't because I understand the need for caution, but I also understand We get flus every year and the number of deaths are insane. I mean, comparatively there, if you're comparing it to COVID, they're just as, as it's insane as COVID if, if if the COVID deaths are what they're saying they are. So they're, they're pretty, there's not much difference is what I'm saying to be clear. So what do we, I just, you know, I, I just, I just am, I'm just sitting back here with bated breath. I just, I'm, I'm not even going to go into what's happening when you go in the stores. And if we talk about crop shortages, I'm not going to go there. We're going to save that for another show. But sir, I don't think we have room to put anybody else on the unemployment roster. And 35,000 people is significant even if on a national scale, even if you're talking about nationally, that's a significant number. That's all I'm saying. Totally is. Um, That's all I'm saying. So, okay. On a lighter note, we're going to close this out. Um, I'm going to get light and then have to get heavy again. But uh, Eric Benet, Eric Benet, who is a R&B singer, I just want to throw this out there, um, recently made a comment that caused a little bit of controversy. And if you don't know who Eric Benet is, Eric Benet is an R&B singer um, who's been around for a couple decades now. Um, uh, For those of you who don't know him by his music, maybe you know that he was once the husband of Halle Berry. Um, He was part of her, not her last ugly divorce, but the ugly divorce before this last one. How's that? He is the guy that... Uh, supposedly allegedly cheated and had a sex addiction and all of that. I don't know how much of that I believe. I don't really care. But Eric Benet recently made a comment about birth control. And his comment was that the pill specifically was made for the wrong gender. That because of the man's capability of impregnating more than one woman a man can theoretically this is his number impregnate four women a day and I'm thinking if you got a little stamina you might be able to do a little more but let's say four four different women a day per year that's roughly uh just under 1500 pregnancies a year but a woman can only give birth once a year if the objective is birth control then science created the pill for the wrong gender. I that was controversial. I, I'm just gonna let you know. I I don't see anything wrong with what he said. If you're just looking at it theoretically and statistically, he's right. Right. I I, I mean, what is what what say you? I don't see what it was a what the problem is. Me
1: neither. I mean, that's yeah. That makes perfect sense. I mean, when you when you look at yeah. Without going way too down the rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, that makes perfect sense. I don't know why that was so utterly controversial.
0: I think what we should be talking about is that we're in 2020 and science still concentrates on ways to prevent women from getting pregnant and not pre- prevent men from causing pregnancy. Because to me, if you can give a woman a patch that can, that she can stick on her arm or her back and it can prevent her from being pregnant for up to five years, you mean to tell me you can't think of a patch that can that can stop those sperm? hmm Okay. Right. I think men still, you know, the, the powers that be in the scientists and medical community still holds men to a, uh, at higher value than they do women. That's why all of this, the experimentation happens with women. There's no reason in the world there is not a, a pill now for men. No. There's no reason in the world that condoms basically and and getting a snip snip are the methods for male birth control. Basically, right. I don't I, I just don't believe that that's by accident. That's all I'm saying.
1: It's not. And, you know, props to Eric Benet for putting that out there. I I'd say so, too. That's a, that's a It's a great freaking idea. <laughs> it's a great freaking idea.
0: And I think it's a va- the point is valid and the point is true. There's nothing to debate about that. You in all in all this time in 2020, come on, come on. That's a simple one. Yeah, I'm with you, Egg Bernay. You are totally right about that. It is it is about it is about female reproductive control more than it is about birth control. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all. So we agree on that. So we wow, we agree on something tonight because we uh, you know we we're betting i guess we agree on the airline thing but this trump Biden thing you we got a big divide first,
1: you heard it here first, what you heard it here first, it here first.
0: <laughs> i don't mind being the first to say a thing i don't mind but okay we we are finally on in agreement um okay so i want to wrap this up and um as I wrap this up, I want to pay homage and respects to one of the greatest warrior women um, the Black community has had, um, and I and I've mentioned her a couple of times on the show, um, and. Um, <sighs> had planned on having her as a guest i i she was brilliant um oh i i just i'm i'm overwhelmed i'm at a loss for words and i'm filled with many words i don't even know how to get them out but uh dr patricia newton oh boy who was um just such a warrior um for the Black community. Dr. Newton was an, an internationally acclaimed psychiatrist, uh, thought leader, scholar, author. Um, she was also um, honored as a Ghanaian royal. Um, she has joined the ancestors. Um, she joined the ancestors on Friday. Um, I. I you know, I there people on, uh, know who Dr. Francis Crisswellsen was. They're more familiar because of the ISIS papers, and maybe a little less familiar with Do- Dr. Newton's work. But Dr. Newton, just uh, as Dr. Francis Crisswellsen did, challenged um, European psychiatry, psychiatry and psychology. Um, she challenged it by stating it was inadequate to address the healing that Black people need, because it didn't address the issues that Black folks go through, Um, the the diaspora of Black folks. So we're not just talking about Black Americans. Um, She founded in 1969 um, the Black Psychiatrists of America organization, to address our, our needs and our issues. And I want to keep in mind that Dr. Newton practiced as a psychiatrist and also as an MD. So, you know, Dr. Newton could, you could go to her and, (laughs) you know, she could help you with your diabetes, with your sugar, and also help you get your mind right. Um, I just, you know, I, I, it was, it was a plan to have on a show and, you know, Dr. Newton supported what I did here in a way that um, she would give forums in the uh, Maryland DC area and um, she would send emails so that I could come sit in on some of them. And I just sat on one, um, sat in on one a couple of months ago. So these were forums for like bl- black psychologists and therapists wow. uh, and, and and yeah, folks that worked in the community licensed folks and, and folks with who are degreed. As therapists, and I, of course, am not, but Dr. Newton would always welcome me in when I could attend because, um, she, you know, she supported me in that way, and you know, she was always busy and always on the go, so it was hard to catch up. And you know, I said, Doctor Newton, we're gonna get together. To-? She said, Just call me, just call me. You got my number. You You got my number in D.C. What number. You calling me on? You didn't reach me. What? So, because we were playing phone tag, and I, I just and and I want to say also that Doctor Newton and I, I won't go into the story too much, but Doctor Newton was also pivotal in helping um, one of my family members who was going through a trying time and had gone to several other doctors who could not figure out what the issue was and Dr went and once uh, she was able to go to Dr. Newton, Dr. Newton figured it out and the beginning um, and finally the full healing happened. So I, I, I'm I'm gonna say it's a great loss for me personally and it is a, unbelievable loss for, um, the black community. Um, a brilliant woman. Um, and again, I just said she was a psychiatrist, but she also had a master's degree in molecular biology as well as a master's in public health and hygiene. So we are talking about a brilliant, brilliant, accomplished woman. And again, uh, Dr. Patricia Newton, and uh, she's with the ancestors now. May she rest in peace. So I had to do that. And uh, yep. So uh, I think that's it, Ross. I I think it's time for a wrap. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I think we can wrap it up.
0: Yep. All right. Well, good people, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Everybody Loves Bliss. If nobody has told you today, I want to tell you, we love you and we want the best for you. Ain't that right, Ross?
1: Absolutely. All righty. Good night,
0: good people.
1: Say good night, Ross. All right. Good night, all. (laughs) Bye-bye.